I'm coming straight out of Compton with a loose cannon Smoke big green, call it Bruce Banner Watch your manners at last, another blast from the top notch From way back with the pop rocks I pop lock with ya, picture this Dr. Dre twisting with the licks And Hitman bought a fix Don't trip, it's a time bomb in this bitch Hear it tick, 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 tick Wait a minute, it's on I tell it like a true Hello and welcome to the I Want More Comics Podcast, episode 26. Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Richie. I'm Sean. And that's your name, yeah. Yeah, that's my name. Oh, I'm Richie, I'm, I'm Richie too. No, you're not. I'm, si- I'm Silent Bob too. <laughs> that's not even a thing anymore. <laughs> Fine, I'll be say. Sean then. I'm Sean. <laughs> Kevin Smith 3. Because <laughs> Richie's number 2. Oh, that's right. That's right. right. So, uh, hey guys, we're here. Yeah. We, uh, I'm here. I made it. We did it. I'm not at a tool show this week. Nope. No, no. Nope. Sean is back. <laughs> that sultry voice of Sean. Yep. We tried sultry. to. We tried to uh, fake his voice last Several week. Several times. It didn't. Work. Oh God! I it have to go back work. and listen to this and see how terrible you guys sound. <laughs> exactly. So um, let's just jump right into it this week into the yeah. news. There's uh, not a ton. Uh, there's actually only a couple things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that was just recently announced was uh, the um, that they're going to be doing a crossover. It's going to be um, Star Trek: The Next Generation um, mixed with. Come on, spit it out. What uh, is it? I'm trying to read my own own, own handwriting. And see, this is why I yell at you all the time. Your handwriting is terrible. <laughs> I know. Um, they're going to be doing a crossover with. Uh, which is Dark Horse Comics, it looks like, in April of 2017. So, Star Trek The Next Generation is going to be writing... It's going to be... Or, Dark Horse is going to be writing Star Trek yeah, The Next Generation. Yeah, something, yeah. I gotcha. Um, which... Which is usually who? IDW. Okay. So, they're going to be doing... Um, they're going to be doing... Aliens. Um, yes, actually. Thank I'm you. awesome. Thank you. That's what it is. That's so Star Trek, The Next Generation, and Aliens, Aliens. the crossover. Yes. Like the, so like the IDW DC with yes. Batman and Turtles, we have the IDW and Dark Horse that's now Star Trek, The Next Generation, and Aliens to clear yes. that up. Yes, which is going to be... Which is going to be pretty fun, I think. Dude, because do you think Data will get a face hugger? That would be hugger? awesome. <laughs> yeah, it'll just die inside of him. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't it that just, just date it. Awesome. <laughs> I'm actually I'm okay with those those stories. I'm great with reading because I enjoy. They're just fun. Yeah, they're not in continuity, and they they usually try to explain away like oh, sure. where they came or how sure. they got there. It's going to be a miniseries. You mean, like, it's not going to be aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Green Lantern aliens, Superman versus aliens. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a mini series. Just going to be something fun. I'll give it a shot because yeah. it's a pretty cool concept. Actually. Why not? Uh, they Marvel has announced that they're going to be bringing out two ongoing comics out of their Monsters Unleashed event that they're going to be doing. Okay. So uh, you know, we'll see who who. The monsters are that get picked for know? their ongoing. We do not know yet. Well, then why are you talking about this now? Because this is what Marvel put out, man. Uh, they put news? it out. That, that's what they put on the comic book websites, man. We got two ongoing new books coming out of Monsters Unleashed. Uh, are any of us following this series at the moment? Well, it hasn't come out yet. Is it going to be like a Kraken? It hasn't come out yet. Um, It's written by uh, Cullen Bunn, and it's going to have art by Steve McNiven and Greg Land. Okay. So. 
I mean, the artwork looks amazing from what we've seen online. I think if you do a monster book, you should have really intense and, you know, very yes. clear illustrations. So. Mm-hmm. Um, the other announcement that just came out a couple days ago is that R.L. Stein, the writer of the Goosebump books... Interesting fact, when I was uh, in fifth grade... Yes. I was like, it was a point of pride for me that I had the same initials as R.L. Stein. Oh. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. That's, What's your middle name? That's some news. Huh? What's your middle name? Well, I don't, why do you want to know? Why is, why because is I don't know what the L stands for. You can make it up. Lenny. No. <laughs> Richie Lenny. Leviticus. <laughs> that was close. That's closer. <laughs> Lucifer. Yes, even closer. <laughs> Uh, is it Lucy? It's not it's Lucy. Lucy. We'll Lucy. figure. It, I'm sure we'll figure it out by the end of the podcast. So, uh, R.L. Stein has announced that he's writing an ongoing book for Marvel Comics, but that's all he can say. What? So, so, is he, he going to write it, or is he going to have like 50 ghostwriters? No, he says that he's writing it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the people on the internet and me as well put two and two together, and then he's probably writing... One of the new ongoings monsters. out of the monsters. Right. That's gonna be my guess. That seems to be in his wheelhouse. You yeah. wouldn't have to extend too man far to that. That would be sweet, actually. I would read an Arstein man thing. Sure. I when I was a kid, I loved the Ghost Goosebump books. I used Absolutely. to have tons of them. I read I read tons of them as well. Yeah. So um, you're gonna tell me he'll do it? Sure. Why not? I'll pick it up. On my fourth grade report was on the Ghost. Then the your beach. middle name? Huh? What, your, what was your middle name that you wrote on your fourth grade report? I put Richard. L. What does Stebbins. the L stand for? <laughs> it's got to be something good. We have to find a birth certificate. It's Lucy. <laughs> Old Richie Lucy. All right, what other, what other news you got? Come on, uh, get me that's excited, Zach. Pretty much it. That was that was poopy. Where's the, I want some exciting news. Like, well, I mean, about? most of the news that comes out is on. Um, well, what's coming up next week? That's important. What's coming up next week? That's there's important. A, there's like an election thing going on. There is an election. Yes. November 8th is called the election where we vote in presidents. That's good news. Uh, and uh, y'all should vote. We actually somebody. are doing an event on that Tuesday. That's correct. We. Uh, what was our event? Richie, tell us about our event. Tell us about our event. <laughs> Richie L. Uh, so we have an election day. Uh, we are the lucky recipients of having a, a voting booth or registration area next to us yes so you we have actually a polling station is what it's called and it's planted right next door to us in our in our same parking lot so we thought um if you have to go vote you might as well be able to come in and get some sales as well yep uh we're still under the heading of you need an i voted sticker so unfortunately if you mailed in your ballot good for you but this is not a sale for you so i can't participate in the sale Apparently not. Well, well you own so. the store, so no. Yeah. But oh, yeah, I already own everything yeah, you, in here. You created oh, okay. this, yes. We're trying to we've, sell had, stuff. we've had some hold slots come in and say, well, I didn't mail-ins. And we're like, okay, for you, the hold slots that we know, yeah. yes. But if you're coming in off the street, if you're just somebody who wants to use this one-time sale, we need to sh- see something that you voted. Well, what's on sale? Well, so it's going to be um, anything in the store mm-hmm. is going to be... Uh, if I remember correctly, it's 20% off? Yes. I thought it was 25. 
It's it 25. Loses 25 mm-hmm. off one item. Correct. So uh, that can be a trade, that can be a statue, that can be... A magic card. It yep. can be Richie L. Yeah, it, it can be Richie. It can't, you can purchase me. I am up for sale. So there's also yes, he is. <laughs> board games and tabletop games. That's all right. 25%. Which are probably better value than Richie L is. That's, <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> way more replayability. So, so if you bring that, so if you bring in the sticker um, on that, and it's only good for that day... Correct. So if you November eighth, yeah, November eighth. So if you come in on that Tuesday, uh, between so if you the listen of, to this on the 9th, you're out of luck. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, out of uh, this is straight. November eighth, twenty sixteen. By the way, if you're listening to this in uh, the future and it's like twenty, that's a twenty or whatever. That's fantastic. It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not gonna work. <laughs> I think that they would get that simply because the new president would have already been elected. Like unless they're no. listening it like what twenty. 2020? 2020. That's, That's right. what he just said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did you listen to your co-host here? I, I, I listen to you guys about 34%. 34? <laughs> I think Sometimes 35 if he's feeling really yeah. excited. Why do I pay you? If I'm into it. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Don't tell them. <laughs> so, all right. So that's it for the news. Let us just jump right in. All right. To Picks of the Week. Pow. Pow. So, uh, let's go with Sean. So, Zach, what's your pick no, of the week? No, well, wait. Sean, what's your pick of the week? I want to hear what yours is. Do I have to? Yes. People aren't interested in what I have to say. Yes. Yes. Just I don't pick think something. they are. Pick something. All right, Skyborn. There you go. Oh, he went Skyborn. Uh, see, I told you. I knew that it was gonna nice. happen. No, it was Skyborn. I really, I really liked the first one a lot. Yeah, the first one yeah. was good. And this one fleshed out a lot more of what they're actually trying to accomplish because the first one was basically like a very much action right. opening to an action movie where you get all this sudden face. action, yeah. and at the, at the end something really changes the dynamic of the story. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're you're kind of going, oh, oh, well, what are they gonna do now? I guess. <laughs> but this this opens up with you're meeting a brand new character. So you're meeting this character, and he's he's very important to the story. You just don't realize it, yeah. even though he wasn't in the first issue at all. Correct, yeah. Uh, that is my pick as well this week. Uh, the first one was just a straight slap to the face. That was like, you know... I wouldn't get, say it was a slap to the face. Like a splash. It wakes you up. Just kind of like really interests you. Maybe a seductive shadow behind the window curtain. Well, well you yeah. didn't it realize like, that the initial character was immortal. Right. Well, it's so. well. Uh, for me, it was the beginning of a James Bond movie. Yeah, I thought it was like very spy stuff. And then you get to the end, and you're like, oh, oh, it's it, this is not exactly that. <laughs> it's like a spy thing mixed with uh, um, uh, James Bond mixed with fantasy. But the first issue was like the beginning of a James Bond movie where he goes on a mission, and you're like, what is this? And then at the very end. He goes down, 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 and then you get into the movie. You're like, yeah. oh, okay. And I think that that actually expands into that. It, it's still, it's still definitely very James Bond esque, and it has this weird mysticism element That's, to it yeah. that just drives it home. It fleshes out the the world that we're in. And well, I like I like the opening conversation between the yeah. The, the new introduction yeah. guy. Actually, they're both in two new introduced guys, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. there's only like no. half people in here are introduced new. I thought the priest was in the first one. I don't remember the priest being in the first one, yes. but I have to go back and read it. Yeah, the priest was in the so. first one. Yeah. But yeah, he's him and his banter between the new person yeah. they introduced was Great. awesome. Yeah, and well, uh, like I said, it's just the craziest thing to me is there's only three more issues. I don't know. I can't figure it's that only, out. It's only a one of five. <laughs> we're on two five issues. Yeah, it's five ridiculous. Issues. Uh, also bring up, for me, that artwork. So who's who's the uh, Frank, creative team? Frank Cho uh-huh. is the writer and who's artist. very much under the hot seat at this point in his life. He is right now, but... <laughs> I can't but do anything right. 
he is still a that, artist. that is fan. Well, I mean, just you're flipping through it right now, and it's just like I said, there are some comics that are worth the price of admission just for the art, and I think that this one is uh, if you're like, yeah. oh, I don't like fantasy, I don't like spy stuff. <coughs> okay, but you should buy this or book for just art. for this art. Yeah. Look at that; it's so beautiful. So it's good stuff. Yeah, that's really funny. So you guys both picked Skyborn. That's correct. Okay. But I also picked this one. That's what's the other half of the creative team on it. It's a uh, Mar- Mauricio, or is that Marco? Let's see. I'm gonna say Mauricio. Mendez. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Marcio. Yeah. But Frank Cho is pretty much behind. The Created, whole thing. written, and illustrated by Frank Cho. Mm-hmm. Which, like I said, just yeah, that first page right there is just beautiful. Yeah, it was, oh. it's an excellent book. If I, I know, like I said, I know Cho's got some major criticism going on right now with the uh, Minara debacle. Mm-hmm. How everybody got offended by the Minara Spider Woman. Yeah. And Cho took it upon himself to shoulder that responsibility and be the the big yeah. bro in the comic industry. And he's been doing sketches in the same vein for the last year and a half, I guess now. Yeah. Um, well, and I know it's it's upset a lot of people, but. So, so and, and now here's the thing. We don't need to get into it, like, forever. But Frank Cho, he has spent his life trying to make beautiful art. And not just, like, you know, oh, it's going to be impactful and it's going to make you think about the world in something different. He loves drawing beautiful-looking women, mm-hmm. b- handsome men, beautiful scenery, beautiful... You know, well, th- that's no matter what thing. you say about the man, the guy's got a knack for art. Oh, his his art's fantastic. So, so, so I can he, he, even before all the stuff that's happened with him, he has always been. I draw women especially very well, and I like drawing a beautiful She-Hulk, a beautiful uh, Captain Marvel, a beautiful Supergirl. He likes that. He that's why he does at conventions. That's why he likes to draw. Uh, women characters on uh, mainstream comic books. That's what he likes to do. Mm-hmm. So when people say, when people come out and say, "Hey, you know, you're being kind of uh, overpowering because you're putting down regular, quote unquote, looking women," because these are all supermodels. He spent his life trying to get to this point, you know. Yeah. And so, so I could see his perspective of it being a little offensive when you go, "Hey, your She-Hulk is a little too beautiful. It needs to bring it down." The Wonder Woman. Yeah, his Wonder Woman. It's like Wonder Woman is beautiful, and she, the way that he draws her, Wonder Woman's one of the most beautiful women in the entire universe of the DC universe. Now, if you don't like that, I, you know, that's fine. But for him. That's what he was set out to do. We can make this another podcast, but I think in the same vein that, you know, I always, when I look at his artwork, it offends me no less than Michael Turner. Yeah. I mean, sexy. Michael Michael Turner's perspectives are a little skewed. His are a little more true than Michael Turner's are. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah. And I would say well, this, Cho, this Cho makes of, it more realistic. Part of the reason I brought this in is a precursor to what we're going to talk about. What we're going to be talking about. So sure. we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, yeah, we table this for it. now. We can get into it, but I'm just saying. So. Tabled it. Tabled it. <laughs> so my pick of the so week. So since we both went, Zach. Yeah, yeah, my pick of the week was going to be, uh, I picked this, I was I was talking to Richie before we recorded it, and I was like, do you have, a, do you have a pick yet? And he goes, I think so. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be picking this. He goes, oh. 
oh, I can't pick that again. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm going to be picking it again. Uh, I picked this as well. Well, this is, I was going to say, this was my <laughs> toss-up. It was a toss-up between yeah. both these the th- books. Uh, my, my, so, for people who want to know, it's 7 to Eternity number 2. Yeah. That is that uh, just came out uh, a couple weeks ago. We all yeah. picked it. The thing about it is that as much as you and I love Batman and Superman and yes. pick it every week, that's yes. the very. It's just hands down, Seven to Eternity is the best comic coming out right. Yeah, now. it and, is and, probably the coolest fantasy book ever. Oh in yeah, while. oh yeah. yeah, and and um, I picked it this week. Uh, a because I think that uh, it was one of the best books, of course. Correct. But also, I have realized this week that I probably will table Seven to Eternity from here on out because yeah. I will probably pick Seven to Eternity for the foreseeable future, <laughs> however long it's this just, comes out. Yeah, we need to punctuate how good this comic um, is. Yes. this comic is good enough that I I'm curious what he charges for original pages. Oh my goodness! Look Me too, this. brother. Because they're, they're I know s- the pages and the artwork that Opinion offers in there. Oh is my just gosh! Amazing. No, you're right. Um, uh, after I read. The I, I mean, as much as I like Frank Cho's oh, sure. art, sure. This stuff is this a whole is... different. It's a whole different fantasy level. Basically. Yes, and and it's a T Rex with a time portal in it. I'm just saying, in his mouth. <laughs> and, just... and if you're asking how, what, why, you, you got to pick up the you gotta book. You got to pick it up. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. After I read the first one, I went on online trying to find it. <laughs> I don't think he's put them out yet. I think he still has them. But uh, but yeah, they'll be ridiculously priced. This this and I may pay for and I may pay for one, <laughs> maybe in the future. That's cool. I, you know, I have a birthday coming up. That's yes. I have a birthday coming up as well. So well, my birthday's better because what? I'm better than you. So that's not, that's so not even, in this issue for debate. So in this issue, you find out more about the world, about some yes. of the main characters that were um, that we learned about in the first one. Uh, and then you just, I mean, again... You also kind of really get a sense in this one how dangerous yeah. the universe is for yes. this, the, ki- the main character. You didn't get that in the first one? You, well, you, you got do. a taste of it, but you didn't <laughs> like, really grasp... Uh... You didn't grasp the that there was there could be a rebel, you know? Yeah. I feel like... Uh, the is it the Whispers King? What's his name? Uh, it's Mud King. Mud King. Mud King, the Mud yeah. King is dominating already in two issues. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. And so dominating to the fo- point where you're almost questioning if there's any real point yeah. to challenge it. Yes. So it should uh, be real interesting to oh, see yeah. where three goes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right um, off the bat, this thing is just captivating and yes. interesting and yes, just... Exactly. Well, Honestly, yeah. I would I would buy these just for the covers alone. Oh, that's well, that, like that, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And I was just gonna say that that not a lot of comic books do I sit there and after I'm done reading it, do I want to go? I want to reread this without reading any words. I just want to look at the art and I want to look at how he draws the sky, how he draws the and Jerome Pena in this book. Uh-huh. It's just, it just a beast. He's just killing it in here. I mean, and and again, uh, like Richie um, has always pointed out that uh, Matt, Hall, Matt Hollingsworth doing the coloring just killing it. Just also elevates it. Um, I would love to see the black like and the white shading right here. Oh yeah, and then that shift to the center. Like, well, yeah, right yeah. here. Yeah, and, the, uh, the yeah the colors the and uh, towards the back here yeah. with some of this. Uh, the, yeah, Some of the these colors magic that, that, that just, starts slinging yep, around. Yep, and and the colors that are that are brought out in this, you're just you're just like wow. So again, um, everyone's this, on point this, in this comic. Oh yeah, the story is is awesome. The story is very good. The characters are compelling. As somebody who likes fantasy, I want the world to 
have some depth, which, which this definitely does. It's not just, oh, they have swords and they ride horses and that's it. No, no, no. There's tons of things that we're going to be finding out in this comic. But also... Would you say all cylinders are firing? Yeah, it's all firing. <laughs> we're cooking with gas. But but <laughs> for but for three ninety nine. Yeah. Just the artwork alone. The cover is if, worth three ninety nine. You don't some, have to open it. Yeah. If they, if but they, you should, you absolutely should. Yeah. If for some reason they did an April Fool's joke and they made all the pages blank except for just the art, yeah. I'll go okay. That's fine. They do a silent <laughs> issue. One of these upcoming ones. Great. Totally fine. I will absolutely buy it and probably enjoy it because the art's worth the price of admission. So. Yeah. And the only reason I picked Skyborn was because I thought that we would do the love fest to seven to eternity and it would be lost in the shadow that is its yeah. greatness. Well, no, and, and I agree. Um, I agree that, I, I mean, both both of these books this week are just fantastic on art. Mm-hmm. They're fantastically fun stories. But yeah, seven I to mean, eternity yeah, is it's just, stuff. it's going to be a solid comic for the foreseeable fu- future. Oh yeah, so. this, is a, this is a book that I can see that when the trade comes out. Just, I want an absolute. Oh man, <laughs> an absolute. You know, yeah. What do they call them in the image verse? Uh, is it image, omnibus or is it a, the the, the it? proof image no, artist no, no, proof no, for the huge the, ones? No, the, the big ones like The yeah. Walking does that uh, compendiums. Does. Compendiums. They yeah. do compendiums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I want a compendium. Yeah. Well, and I'm and very happy to report for on issue two. I want a compendium. I do. <laughs> right I now. want an absolute. I want a big oversized hardcover. Oh, brother! I don't I care how they somebody bring this with. Out. They break in my house, <laughs> and then I'll be like mad because they got blood all over my cool art book. That's right. I'd be so mad. Well, and that's things that is that even in the back, you know, Jerome Pena shows you his sketch. Which are just, just amazingly awesome. They're just good. I, I I agree with you. I'm happy to report that this looks like this is an ongoing. So I'm hoping that, uh, like The Walking Dead, this goes on for ten years. Yeah. With this creative team, because mm-hmm. it will be great. Yeah. It'll be great comics for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so that was a quick picks of the week this week. Good stuff. Definitely go out and uh, try and get these. Sadly, we are sold out of first, uh, second print <laughs> second of number print. one. I know, we need third. I'm hoping they come out with a third, third print, print of number so we can ones. get more number oh ones gosh. because we sold through the second prints before, before we could we rotate present. them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. it was crazy. We got them at the same time as number two. Yeah. Well, I think we have two or three copies of number two left in the store. Yeah. And we're gone out of the... Second Prince of Number One. Yeah, so For those so, of you Hold Slot members that are listening to us, you need to get on it now. Yes. We will get you working on it. You can try to find your Number One and Number Two, but you don't want to miss out on this comic. I no, think you do it, not. it will get to 50 easily. Yes, I agree. Uh, so let's jump into... No, I think Wayne, or Wayne doesn't even have ones anymore. I mean, it's crazy. At We're going to sell out. I mean, it's selling at Time Warp. People, we need to be on this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's selling everywhere. It's pandemonium. <laughs> it is. It's, it's crazy good. All right, so let's jump into are spinning the racks tonight. Yes. Spinning the racks. Spinning the racks. So we're spinning the racks tonight since there is an election coming up. Yes, November 8th. I've heard this. Uh, we wanted to talk about real life events and some politics that have seeped in through uh, comic books throughout time yeah. that they've done it. Uh, we were talking about this earlier this week uh, and we talked about uh, as of this recording this Wednesday there's a Faith comic book uh, Faith number 5 that has Hillary Clinton on the cover 
and she's actually in the book. It's not just a, a cover. She's part of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Bloodshot USA from last week, there is a Trump analog yeah. in there as well. Mm-hmm. So there's some there's some stuff going on. Um, the comic Bitch Planet yep. came out this week, and half of the cover says uh, "Go Vote." Mm-hmm. So I mean, there are some things that are seeping into our uh, into our comics. Well, I don't that we know want if they'd be say about. seeping, and I mean they've been here for a long time, for a long, yeah, all the way yeah. all the way back to propaganda comics. Oh, in the sure, 40s. sure. <laughs> Captain America was basically a propaganda comic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and that's where so. we should start. Is that when we say like <laughs> comics are kind of interluding into the real world and finding the problems or the politics and trying to drive well, this is that why home. they call it pop culture yeah this yes. is exactly where this comes from is uh, comics driving home or maybe even they're, they're sometimes mirroring like music what, what's going on what's going on mm-hmm. in our what's, world uh, what's going on in the socio-political landscape correct yep. so and this is why you get reiterations <clears throat> of comics like Batman and Superman where they keep re- redefining themselves in a socially acceptable actually, manner actually actually thinking about it it goes back to what was called the Victorian age mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when you had um, politicians in the early days of New York and stuff that mm-hmm. were completely mm-hmm. corrupt the newspapers would sure. do little one one piece mm-hmm. I mean they still do it to this day yeah. Put Cartoons, yeah. absolutely. And that's where it all started, technically. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. but then it, it did definitely did bleed over into the comics landscape. Oh yeah, because well, it, it went from being just the four color, you know, mm-hmm. collections of other comic strips into when it became regular comic books that were mm-hmm. about, you know, like Dick Tracy became his own comic book and stuff like that. Yeah. They all became their own comic books, and Captain America and, and stuff around that time was yeah. some of the first that did it. Oh sure, well, and, and and that's why when you see a lot of the like DC comics, Star Spangled comics, uh, yeah, and things like that, where they were there, um, like uh, there's one of the world's finest comics mm-hmm. where it's Superman, Batman, and Robin riding on the guns of a gunship going yes. into World War Two. That's a pretty mm-hmm. well known cover. Yeah, yeah. Very, um, Didn't Cher try to do that one when she did that Turn Back Time video? T- exactly. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> turn back time. And it's all stuck in your head. Um, no, you're welcome. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> mind you, if you're listening to this on Sunday, you should have turned back time because it's not. Change, yep, yep, so exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's a good reminder. That's I'm awesome. just saying. You know what's really funny? Yeah, if there's one back. person out there right now <laughs> who went, it's, oh, it's oh God, I got to turn my clocks back. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh, I'm talking to you, Jerry. That's right. Freaking Jerry. somebody out. <laughs> John. <laughs> Sam. Sam Smith. Um, so Richie L. So one of the so one of the things that I thought was really interesting, they they talked about it in some documentaries and things like that about how they did that a lot on covers during World War II, but in the DC comics, uh, there was only one time that Superman ever did anything about World War II because they thought that it would be. Um, it would be disrespectful to the people who were actually giving down, giving up their lives if Superman or Batman or somebody actually went and fixed the problems. Right. Time, uh, Time Magazine at the time ran a six-page uh, story where Superman flies to Germany and flies to Russia, grabs Hitler and Stalin, takes them to the UN, mm-hmm. and says, now you have to pay for your crimes, and World War II is over in six pages. That's the only time they ever did that. This is why superheroes would be great. Uh, yeah. As long as we governmentally ran them. That's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, as long as thank we governmentally ran them. Thank you, Tony Stark. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, so, but but they never delved into it. Uh, yeah, I mean, they did some war comics and yeah, things like that. Who watches the Watchmen? But, that's right. But Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, 
except for covers. They never delved into it again because they thought that that would be disrespectful to the men and women. Yeah, Captain actually. America was just all about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to punch his Nazi in the face. Yeah, he, well, and he's the exception because he, that was where he became yeah. super prominent. But uh, but the, like the World War Two is a fantastic thing because there was a lot of it's, a lot of people read funny. comics in yeah it's World kind War of funny because even with the spirit which was a Will Eisner's oh, baby yep. at the time I actually don't remember him ever delving into anything that had to do with no that. I don't think he at this time but at the same time Will Eisner was writing or he was drawing pamphlets for the yes. for all the GIs on how to be like how to take care of yourself he was actually doing yes. He was well, doing you know, the they weren't they weren't yeah. they weren't propaganda comics no. necessarily, but it's interesting that he didn't ever bleed into like from what I remember, I could be wrong on this and I could have missed something. Right. Well, because I've read a good majority of the spirit stuff, but I don't remember them ever getting into that sure. side of it. Well, back then in World War Two, most of the comic creators didn't write or draw about World War Two. They enlisted and actually yeah, went, Eisner actually they actually it. went Stan Lee. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm, I'm totally blanking, but there's tons of people who were around at that time that stopped drawing comics, stopped writing comics, and went overseas to actually fight. Yeah. Uh, they didn't just stay at home and do the the comics. So, right. so that's a little bit different. But. Well, and we we talk about how they didn't technically get involved, but in the same breath, this is also. Is this this is where war bonds are from, or is that earlier? Uh, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, they got involved with the with the paper like drives. Paper and drives. War, war that's bonds why. Yeah. They did. They they would have promotional posters that said, you know, donate and stuff like yeah. that. And and in the backs. Or watch of, out for the Reds. Yeah, and in the backs <laughs> in the backs of comic books at that time, uh-huh. they said, "Hey, little Johnny, you know, whoever, you know, hey kids." Now that you're done reading this comic, go pulp it. Go pulp it and give it to your um, your representative from the government so that you can make paper right. for the government uh, for, for the government. And and so, uh, quick aside, that is why comics from that old are worth so much money. That's what I wanted to bring up. Is it's real world politics that yes. actually created the market yes. that is the the famed comic book golden dream. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And 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 it's and it's it's I mean. Yes, you know it, those comics are that old, and that's why they're they're worth something. But if there were ten thousand copies of Action Comics number one around, sure, would it still be a pricey comic? Yeah, probably three hundred thousand, maybe something, you know? something. But the reason that there's only twenty four known copies of Action Comics, that's why it's so expensive. That's why when you hear Golden Age, Golden Age of comics is going to be around that time, and that's why. Because of the war, uh, and not just pulping, uh, they uh, comic books were sent overseas in care packages to GIs um, all the time. They were actually one of the biggest things read in World War II. And guess what happened? They read them, then they nice. switched them around with their buddies, and if they were in a horrible place, they would toss them, or they would get left, or you know, I mean, they didn't yeah. keep care of them. Right. So, so why that, would they? Well, they were used war. as a form of escapism. Yeah. yeah exactly. So, so that's so, and that's why they had super invented superheroes because yes. it was the greater, the greater good that yep. was able to overcome the yep. evil. And and it's funny because I mean we're we're not into a psychological podcast of GIs, but <laughs> during World War Two. Everyone wanted to read about superheroes. When the GIs came back, and some of them still wanted to read comic books, a lot of them, after going through the war, didn't want to read about superheroes. They, they wanted, wanted to, to transition to westerns, westerns and crime romance stuff. and crime yeah. stuff. And we've discussed yeah. that. We've actually yeah. discussed that on this podcast, and that's exactly kind of what 
this is what we're we're talking about is yeah. how the real world affects the affects comics. the the market that is comic books. Yes. Um, there's like so we go from there. Um, this is also around the time where you have like. Uh, seduction of the innocent and things like that that yeah. kind of break that in. Yeah, all the, well, all the politics. EC stuff happened, and it got involved. It, that was the, that's a different conversation because it, is. it was a reactionary from the government to get involved with the comics. It wasn't the comics reacting to what the government. Was but what doing. I'm saying is that the government yeah. was okay with pushing <clears throat> Superman and Batman and Robin and telling them like, "Hey, let's nope, make sure these a, Japs don't." Yeah, they were fine with they were that. They were fine with that. But then after the 50s rolled around, they would turn into, hey, Batman, you know, he's... He might be tur- turning you gay. Yeah, he's he's turning your children into homosexuals, right. and this and is concerning. Yeah. And, and, and you're like, what? And you're like, well, that's a big leap, but... <laughs> it's a, it's um, a little bit of a stretch, but, but you know... <laughs> but, but that's the that's that real-world push that drives sure. all this shift, and I just... I really, It's really, when oh, you sure. look into the pop culture things of this, it's, it's incredible. Well, and, well and, the next, like, super huge pop culture mo- movement for politicizing comic books I mean you still had your underground comics in the sure. 60s that were mm. always either super sexual or super yep. political to you on the Bibles baby yeah, or you know what I mean like so either they were either usually one or the other yeah but like you get into the pushing of the mainstream comics you're getting into stuff like Green Arrow and Green Lantern I was just gonna bring that up who's that uh, like that yes and the the really famous um, Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane where she decides there was a there was a string of them but the, yeah. like the most famous one is where she decides she's going to be a black woman for yes. a day to experience and how she's going to gonna be, go to the hood and join a Black Panther group yes and to to write about their plight now when you say that now it's like <laughs> you're going whoa did you seriously think this was a good idea yes but, <laughs> but back then they did they thought they were being progressive they were yeah they very much and, did and, and when they took Wonder Woman yes and they basically kind of stripped her of her powers, powers and made her almost what a they considered a, yeah a real yeah. a real woman yes. but at the time but it completely pissed everybody off. Yes, yes. <laughs> Danny O'Neill says that's the one thing that he totally gets and is sorry for when he was writing comics mm-hmm. was that but he just he was so trying to he, he was he, trying to do something he didn't understand. He was trying to say that this voices. woman he was trying to say that this woman is a strong woman without powers. Right. But but she has become and still is an icon for the empowerment of women. Um, yeah, they, that taking away to strip her, her they didn't powers. need to strip her of her powers, but um, you don't have to strip Superman of his powers to understand no. that men have power. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah. it's the same thing with Wonder Woman. But but exactly, I was going to say is that 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 run of Green Lantern, Green Arrow, um, and the drug issues from Spider Man were 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 huge oh, when it comes to uh, the politics of the time. The drug, drug issues, yeah. yeah, the drug issues were asked by Stanley from Richard Nixon and the government. They said, hey, you're popular comic books. Can you write something about how drugs are bad so that when Bullshit. kids buy it... The best part of that is it didn't get approved. It didn't get approved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Stan, Stan thought Lee, it was a good enough idea anyway. He just ran it anyway yeah, Stan, without the approval. Stan Lee and Marvel went to the board of Comics Authority mm-hmm. and said... Comics Code Authority. Comics Code Authority and said, hey, you know, we want to do these. And they said, no, you can't talk about drugs at all. They said, no, no. What, it's we're in the talking, guidelines. You can't talk about but, drugs. He goes, but we're not talking about how good drugs are or how cool they are. We're talking about how bad they are. Richard Nixon asked us to do this. Oh, then you're definitely not putting that up. He said the government asked us to do this to the you know to write these stories for the public. They said you can't talk about drugs. You can't mention drugs. You can't even think about talk. And they did them anyway. Um, At the and then at the time they changed. uh, Green Arrow became the left. 
and Green became Lantern. the voice for the people. And Green, Green Lantern. Lantern became the conservative. Yep. And, and, and they Green went Arrow at was it. trying to teach Green Lantern on how to be a better, more accepting person. And yeah. Awesome comics at that time. Oh, too. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Really and, good stuff. And My word is an addict. That was <laughs> Oh, sure. Well, I mean. I mean, what was uh, that? What was the one where he runs into a green? Was it Green Lantern? They they both run into the the black man who's a janitor. Yes, and he's like, "You've done things for the for the Brown. green people." Yeah, yeah, you've done he's things. Like, yeah, what are you gonna do for the black people? What have you done? Yeah, what have you? What done? have you done for the for the black skins? And Green Lantern goes. Uh, uh. <laughs> and yeah, I mean that's that's one of the most powerful images of, of all time in comics. Yeah, but I mean, if you want to read some political comics for the time, there's actually an issue where they're crucifying Indians on the cover. And I, when I saw that, I went, "Well, it's a statement, a political statement." There, well, it's the same with Superman's girlfriend Lois yes, Lane when she's yes. getting, she's dressed up as a squaw and she's yeah. getting stoned to death because she's got a p- little Indian baby papoose on her back, and you're just like. Superman's telling her, dump that baby, yo. This isn't good. They're going to kill you. And she's like, no, I can't leave a baby. Like you said, said, (laughs) but at the time, at the time, they were being... They thought they were being progressive. progressive. They were trying to be progressive. Was this around the same time where they found that island of black Kryptonians? Yeah. Okay, because this seems like all very Denny O'Neill trying to break open... Yeah, and and Denny O'Neill, and and that's... Well, it was was the changing political landscape at the time. And It was very very volatile after the 60s. Yes, totally. After the late 60s and Vietnam, everything was super volatile. Yes. You know. And the creators were um, Denny O'Neill Denny O'Neill talks about going when he got hired at DC Comics. Yeah. Him, uh, uh, Len Wein, Neil Adams, they all showed up in their jeans and their shirts and their yeah, long hair. Wearing, everybody else was wearing suits. Suits and ties and was smoking <coughs> and you know very Mad Men-esque. Yeah. And so it was the changing of that guard. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, I mean, I was going to say that the 60s and the 70s were a huge time for for politics and things coming into the comics. I mean, you could see it, like you said, pretty much everywhere. Uh-huh. Green Lantern, Green Arrow is going to be a it's real concentrated... A yeah. <laughs> real, uh, like, here's here's the line. Here's that. Uh, Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. Uh, some of that's definitely going to be more Only concentrated. Then we move into the there. awesome 80s. The 80s, which... Which is why Watchmen kind of... Watchmen? Right. And, and Dark, Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen all... Um, also need to go onto the list of the top ten most political comics oh, yeah. ever, Easily. because they were making statements about society at that time. Even Big Brother watching you, yeah. and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, and and I know. So for the audience, I know we're missing a ton of stuff. Oh yeah, we're always I mean, going to miss a ton of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this is just very much a this is topical flight of fancy. That's we're it. having a conversation yeah, yeah, just yeah, so yeah. just so we don't upset anybody. <laughs> so then they say, hey, you missed this. this or you missed this. this. What about this? Epic because if you came up to us in the store. And you say, "Hey, you forgot to mention this and this." I'd be like, "I totally did." No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. We're just trying to get the big things and, and talk about it in a general manner, so that uh, for the people who have never, some dealt- people don't ever think about this part of yeah. comic books. So some people, some people, and it's not a bad thing. No, don't not ever at look, all. Don't look back. Yeah, they go. They this they're is always my looking fantasy world. And I want. I'm in Metropolis now. Yes, I don't yes. have to worry about exactly. what happens in the U.S. USA. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> and it's not a bad thing. But I'm saying, no. but but we want to bring up some of the some of the other parts because, uh, and I'm very excited. Uh, well, it's not. I shouldn't say excited, but I'm interested when we talk about 9/11 because yeah. I think that changed the entire comic sure. book yeah. uh, world. But anyway, 
Well, I um, think I think even right now, the last two years have been a lot of sociopolitical change. A, a, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. It it reminds me of all the stuff that was going on around that early mid seventies time. Well, that's what. Oh, like that's you've got so many characters changing. Swing. You've got yes. so much stuff moving, yep. different parts moving, yep. and a lot of it is very much political. Because I want. So we we hit the eighties and we really hit more like government. Everything's yeah. like government. Very, well, government. very much was. It was very much yeah. more government um, yeah. based. Uh, don't trust your government. Don't trust the government yep. at all. Uh, uh, that in the eighties, and and uh, it's really fun to me when I tell people this fact and they they get freaked out about it. Lex Luthor was not a billionaire businessman mm-hmm. until the eighties, because it was in the eighties was when that corporate greed, greed is good. Mm-hmm. From Wall Street, yeah, that kind of thing Gordon seeped Gekko. into the pop yeah. culture. Yeah, Gordon Gekko. That's, That's exactly Gordon Gecko. 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 Um, and and so when John Byrne took Superman and wanted to do something different with Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. he's not just a mad scientist. Up to that point, he was a mad scientist. Right. He created stuff. Uh-huh. He said, no, no, he's a mad scientist who does it on the side because he's a corporate businessman. Because that was considered evil at the time of the 80s. Correct. Yeah, being a yuppie was not a good thing. No, it was not also gonna, Unless so, you were a yuppie, then you didn't yeah, care. Yeah. I was going to say to the Bat Bros listening, the reason that you think you don't like Superman is because of the 80s. Because they also put Superman under the guise of the government. They, they, made, a, they made him a Boy Scout. It was an errand that boy. That was for, for American um, mm-hmm. idealism. Yeah. Later in Dark Knight 2, they try to kind of scramble that a bit, but yes. for all of Dark Knight, mostly he's just the whipping boy or the voice of the government. Yeah, the yeah. The oppressive government of Ronald Reagan Ronald Reagan is in Dark Knight uh, Returns personally I like the way the authority addressed all all that where the governments try to tie them down they're like no we're outside you yeah yeah Oh yeah, well, we're, we're not part of your government. We're not part of this maybe. other government. We're not part of China's government. Mm-hmm. We're above you. Oh yeah, well, that's kind of like the stance that they take now. But sure. or New Fifty Two. But we'll get there. Sure, sure. So we move in the nineties. <clears throat> this is an interesting thing for me because the nineties feel so. So the nineties in in just regular American American culture. Nineties were kind of empty calories. No, no, they, it was about excess. Yeah, I agree. With I you have. 100%. I have. It was empty calories. Empty. No, so 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 we were just eating our potato chips. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> That's delicious. That's, that's the thing. Is that we had, we had um, <laughs> money. Dot com era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The dot com era. Most Americans had money. Most Americans could do what they wanted: go jet skiing, watch movies, uh, mm-hmm. buy comic books, yeah, you, buy you, books. You know how they had all that money. Because credit cards. Oh, yeah, yes. Because yes. banks were lending money without really... They were lending money on these really shaky loans. Sure, sure. So, I mean, and that's what it ended up causing. The, the, but the 90s was depression. the time of excess. The 90s cool remind clothes. me of where Image, Image was America in the 90s. Yes, <laughs> it was yes. like, you know Beautiful. what? They create amazing artwork with little content yes. that we can enjoy, and they were rock stars for it. Yes, like, absolutely. You remember the Spider-Man McFarlane's. Spawn. You, rem- you remember I mean, all of Spawn. I mean, um, you're talking about... Uh, I remember the Wyfield commercials, okay? <laughs> oh, the jeans. <laughs> yeah. Wyfield jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those commercials. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. If I remember correctly, those were directed by Spike Lee, by the way. Yes, they were. Uh, yep, so... So, this is how crazy the 90s were for those of you that don't were. know what they were. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you did uh, not live through that. Yeah. Uh, um, Rob, Liefeld, Rob Liefeld went on the Dennis Miller show. 
mm-hmm. to promote Young Blood number one, <laughs> and and they sold millions of copies of Young Blood number one. Spawn, Savage Dragon. That, that's actually a good point to bring up now too. Is that this is also when we're making record numbers of comics being yes. sold, right? Yes. Like we haven't got to those numbers. Yes, we did. With what? Golden Age. Golden well, Age you, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Superman, but, Captain Marvel, those kind of those books. Yeah, they yeah. were selling millions of okay. copies. Yes, millions. yes, but but since then we have not. Since then, no, the no. numbers definitely dipped. They got I, to. We it was probably, a million for Star Wars, right? It was one million uh, copies of Star I Wars. I think so. Because of all the different covers and all yeah, the different I think so. things. But how many were we selling to just a random fucking X Men? <clears throat> Um, I mean, yeah, uh, it's wasn't like X-Men, it was X-Men, the X Men ninety one was X Men eight million eight copies million copies one? eight For, million <laughs> eight million copies of X- eight million oh yeah and um oh yeah absolutely we'll see but that was also the time of the speculation that's when it started mm-hmm. that's when people in the nineties well, like when the death of Superman happened and people yes. were were buying two hundred and fifty copies and filling up long boxes with them right because yes. it was going to send their kids through college yeah yes. I, re- I, yes. I remember having and four copies of that. Yes, and, and the, like like, Superman. we've talked about it here on the podcast before, but the old store that Sean and I used to uh, work at, we asked the, the previous owner, we're like, hey, do you remember when that happened? Yeah, how many copies did you guys get in? And he said, oh, we ordered 4,000 copies, and they sold them in a day. 4,000 copies? copies of Death of Superman. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, from what I understand, That's as like, the new guy in the comic book store, <laughs> I think the highest number I've ever heard is 150. I mean, yeah, we. I mean, the last couple of years we've gone as high as 200, maybe. Yeah, we've done we've done a couple 250. Yeah, 250. I don't care. You just said 4,000. 4,000. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but people. No, that's, that's if you had, like, if you that's had like said a decent 500, that would have knocked me off my chair. No, no, no. that's a decent sized store. Um, that's what they get in a week for all their comics. For that right. a yeah. decent sized store. <laughs> yes. Goodness. Not a small store because small yes. store you're not getting to those numbers. Yes, and they sold them in a day. It wasn't a month. It wasn't two weeks. It was a day. That's they the '90s. That so uh, so that was go. the '90s. So so even though the comics weren't necessarily driving any political gen- agendas, no. really, no, they weren't. They I mean they had definitely gone back to a very fluff type story. Mentality. They were they were a reflection of the culture. Yeah, people well, wanted even, beautiful. Like even when you go things. back to like rewinding just a little bit, I mean stuff like Swamp Thing, and yeah. some of the horror books were sure. very much about like. Um, the environmental landscape sure. and changing um, that. The, the early Hellblazer. That, this that is that love. time era too, mm-hmm. right? Vertigo it's transitioning from yeah, yeah, from eighties to nineties. Like yes. When right. you read, that's a damn. So so everyone when they read Hellblazer, they start with like the Garth Ennis stuff. Mm-hmm. Jamie Delano, who was the first one to start on Hellblazer. Um, a lot of people who have read his that stuff was after the Alan Moore introduction. Inc- after yeah. Alan Moore introduced him, and Sean and I've had this discussion. It's pretty dry. Reading, because he is so political. His statement is about Margaret Thatcher and in the eighties. Mm-hmm. And when you read it, you go, "He does not like what's going on in England at the time." <laughs> and his whole run is kind of John Constantine dealing with. Well, a lot of the that. English creators at the time were very much. Yes. That's how they presented themselves. Yes. it was very anti-government, mm-hmm. anti-politics. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, anti so, so, I mean, that landscape of politics. Right. Yeah, Garth Ennis brought it more back into the <clears> mystical, <throat> let's just fight demons thing. But you got Constantine fighting demons and 
just talking about politics, about homeless people and jobs and all this kind of stuff in the beginning, Jamie Delano stuff. Right. Um, so, but, I, I mean, but Hellblazer is actually a really good example because through the three hundred issue run, it changes. Yes. And it kind of rides the crests and waves yes, and the, you know the high water marks of various political yes. eras through the time that it was running originally. Mm-hmm. The stuff now is basically like a watered well, down version of. Yes. Whatever it no, used well, to be. and and one of the most famous Hellblazer stories didn't get published until many years later. Warren Ellis wrote a story uh, that was supposed to come out a week after <coughs> Columbine. Yeah. About school shootings. Right. And of course, uh, it got it got set it, on the back burner. It got canned, it got canned. So. And it didn't see the light of day until two thousand. Not even like a couple years ago. Two thousand and ten or something yeah. like that. Um, and it's a really it's a really great story. It's really impactful. Impactful. Uh, Phil Jimenez did the art on, on it. It's really good, but that one was so on the head of the political right. landscape that time. So, I mean, yeah, Hellblazer is a good one. But. So now we move into the Millennium. To the Millennium. So, and this is <laughs> this is where the big smash is, happens. Yeah. So, well, we're like us being comic readers and comic collectors here mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. You know, having read comics for twenty some odd years mm-hmm. and you guys are probably pretty close to that same number yeah, yeah. so we're going to know this time and we're going to notice the political change and the political sure um, ideals and comic books for this time more than we're going to know our even our history like oh, even sure. we're, we're going to know because we're, we're skimming history pretty hardcore well, we are mm-hmm. so we're, I know we're missing stuff like oh, I yeah. said yeah, yeah, yeah. just to reiterate yeah, that we, point yeah, we, but, yeah, we just walked over the Ali thing so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah Superman yeah. versus Muhammad Ali yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, like, I, I just wanted to put that out there because you, you're going to know what you live in oh, a, yeah, lot, a lot better than you're going to know, unless you go back and you read stuff in the past, which I love comic book history. I absolutely love yeah, it. Yeah, me both. Yeah, me too. I think so, you too, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I love looking back things. and seeing where this all came from yeah. and why it's I, even here. I, I own the $200, so Sean, about DC history from the beginnings of the 20s. But, yeah, the Toshin. All the way to now. The big oversized hardcovers that Marvel and DC did for the history of the comic books. Mm-hmm. Those are amazing. Yes, and then Paul Roy Levitz. Thomas. Yeah, Paul, uh, Paul Levitz. Paul Levitz, and I was going to mix their names I up, know, and Roy Thomas both did. Yeah. You know, each individual one, and mm-hmm. they're just as far as history goes. Oh man, it, it actually addresses a lot of the political yes. stuff, and yes. they're just great books all the yes. way around. Yeah, and Paul Levitz even brought out additions to this huge book, which is over four hundred pages. And, and there are so he can uh, add stuff that he couldn't get in the eras. book in the first time. Yeah, it's crazy. So so I do <laughs> enjoy the history, but so now the big thing, of course. So you're getting to the millennial. You're yep. getting to the the changeover from the big change. one century to yes. another. And the big thing, the big change, of course, in in society was September 11th, uh-huh. 2001. Now. That is that is well before that you like we talked about the nineties were very much excess yes. and it bled over into the early two thousand. Yep. Yeah. It was everything was excess. Every we were paying attention to stuff like the Kardashians. It yep. wasn't the Kardashians yep. at that time, yep. but, but yeah. we were paying attention to it stuff was, that uh, didn't mean anything. The Osborns. What, yeah, but I was gonna say it was really the introduction of that real life, like real yeah, world. Real world. Involved, like, yeah, it's it's all this stuff TV. that's reality television. That's what I was. Yeah, reality TV. It's absolutely. very superfluous. Sure. Everything was very superfluous and did not matter at the time. Sure. So, but. Then you get into something that completely changed 
the American landscape. Yes, for as world. we know it. And it for, changed the world. It did the world to an extent, but it, it hit did. us. Because yeah. as Americans, we actually don't pay attention to a lot of stuff that's going on no, in no, other no, countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of Americans don't. No, I get it. So something like this happening to us here on our home soil, it made yeah, us yeah. actually look at what was going on. Yep. Yes, it did. And uh, one, of the, one of the most interesting things that I... Um, ever heard, I heard uh, Jeff Johns and Dan DiDio uh, talk about it, was that uh, Jeff Johns says for him after the what happened that day that changed the American psyche to wanting heroes again. Mm-hmm. Um, so people so again in the 90s too, you're going to have the Lobos the Wolverines, the, the Punishers yep, 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 people were like you're oh, very much yeah. steeped into the dark age of Oh, maybe not the dark. It's Even no, but, your anti-heroes, Hellblazer, Swamp yep, Thing. Yep, exactly. People. Constantine. That was that was that was Batman. He was huge. Yep, yep. That was a big thing. The Superman anti-hero, was that kind of stuff. Superman kind of towards, Yeah, Superman by the by the end of the nineties and the two thousands. Yeah. You had his fans, and that was as, that yeah. was it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when that happened, the world changed, and we wanted heroes again. Mm-hmm. And that's when people wanted. Um, to see the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Correct. That's why. Yeah, Spider-Man that's why people wanted to read about Superman. Uh, Green Lantern came, you know, a couple years after that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in that time frame of those, you know, handful of years, people wanted to get back into it. Uh, Jeff Johns, uh, uh, I don't know if he says, I don't know, credits it, but but he says the pickup of sales in the comic book world and the things that people wanted he thinks came out of that and I can agree with that after something that horrible happening to us and that happening on the national psyche do you really want to read about Punisher killing uh, drug dealers in their homes or whatever (laughs) not really Uh, Superman doing everything he can to save somebody that's kind of more where we were going right and it, 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 it again states the point of the escapism yes. into uh, an art form. It could be music. It can be it can be sure. a painting. Yep. It can be yep. a writing. But in comic, it's because also it, it's just the way it affects you and how you need yeah. to get your story out. Yes. So you look and you start searching, and people. I agree. People found more solace into these more uh, higher more morale superheroes. Yes. Superman, Spider Man. Justice well, and League, Justice yes. League, yep. Avengers. One. Absolutely. Well, and and I, not uh, only that, but uh, the focus on the firefighters. Yes, and the, yes. The and I was going to say that that um, they brought out a couple of issues to benefit the firefighters and the police. Those were huge issues. I mean, they're still sought after. We get yeah. them in the collection. Well, the Amazing Spider-Man full black cover. And that's what I was going to bring up is that because I think that of that time, that's going to be the in history when people look back that's going to be the, the comic yeah. that people are going to look at when you at. say it that's when I that's the, the first, first image in my head yes yeah. and and I've read that many because times for it being a completely blank cover it was like it's it was blank. like the lights got turned off yep yep and and um, I, I I own a paper copy but I also own a digital copy and I read it I read it actually uh, every year <clears throat> um, on the anniversary of that time because I think it it's really good um it's so funny because we're all geeks, but a lot of people go. How dare you? I know. Uh, it's so funny. I've, I've talked about this many times with people, and they were like, "Well, it doesn't make sense with the regular Spider-Man story, you know." And it's like, it this matter. this wasn't yeah. this one shot was a one shot. 
Um, one of the big problems that it people... Was, it was made to show solidarity yes. with yes. the rescuers and New York yes. what had happened to people yeah. yes. at that and, time and, in and that how space. Because they, they, a lot of the creators at that time lived there. Yes, a lot. And they were there as it went down. A lot down of them and did. As it and, happened. and also, they they wanted to address the... Um, if Spider-Man was around, how could he let this and happen? And they wanted to be very clear yeah. at the point, too, because uh, this was also a time where it could also be seen as offensive yeah. to do what like they did back in the 40s with Superman, just going and grabbing Hitler yes. and bringing him back. Because yes. we had gone through it, and to watch Spider-Man zip through the skyline of New York, it was really kind of rough for a lot of people so they they do this somber very humble very oh, yeah. true story where he sees the building after it's crumbled yeah, he sees and he's trying to help rescue people yes well and and the the um the the criticism that that, that issue gets sometimes is actually one of the things i love about that issue is um there's a scene where uh dr doom is among the rubble right and you see him um, you see him crying. Now people go, well he's Doctor Doom in the comics he's done even way you know worse. way <laughs> worse things. But the the message that was going through that comic was that was that even this villain in this comic book says that the real thing that happened is worse. is worse. Yeah. Um, it's not as geeks we want to go. How does this fit into continuity? And Doctor Doom is done worse than this. No, 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 no. The point was Kingpin, Doctor Doom, when they were standing among the rubble and they were emotionally affected. It was to say that all of this makeup stuff that we've talked about is nothing compared to what really happened. Anytime, that was what yeah. the point was. And that's that's exactly what it should be said you yeah. know and now we move past this tragic area into a new like sean said where we've opened our eyes now a lot of people are looking at each other yes we're looking um towards n- new religions new absolutely new right, well i remember being at work when that happened uh-huh for example right and the work, the work atmosphere when I was doing hardwood floors, like I, I had to travel to people's houses, I had to do the work on their floors, and they very much looked at me as like somebody who was there just to do a service need, and I'm actually kind of under them yeah. because of my my position. So I, I'm there to service your house because you have a problem with your floor, right? Right, right. So a lot of people talked down to me when I was doing that job. Of course, A yeah. lot. 100%. When that happened and after that happened, I could actually see a change in people and how mm-hmm. they addressed me. Unity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it would necessarily be unity, but they definitely didn't talk down to me anymore. Yeah. Well, it's, it, well it, it, they actually it were more concerned with what the conversation was than what yeah. can I get out of you. Right, sure. And it was that way sure. for a little while. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and... and <coughs> And uh, I know you want to jump into where we are now, but another big thing that I think that in between what happened on September 11th to um, to now is uh, civil war. Yeah, civil war was huge, um, and I think it will be huge in all that was comics a very history. Very political comic book. <laughs> yes, because at that time, uh, that was 2007. Uh, I thought it was five, six. It was like five or six. Yeah. It was like two thousand six, something like that. That was when we get into the Iraq War. That was when we started to get into the uh, Patriot Act. We started getting into the we need to make sure that we are safe as citizens to the detriment of people's rights. Well, and you that's had, when you had you a lot of people opposing the war. Yes, I mean it wasn't as it wasn't as. Um, completely polarizing as like maybe the Vietnam War was. Sure, no, but no, but that was still that was still in the air. 
uh, that was still in the air of the time, mm-hmm. and I and I think and I definitely think that that's one of the biggest reasons a why civil war happened well, and why it was so impactful. It's also interesting that after that after nine eleven, you got to see how many people approved um, Bush. Yeah. Sending, doing everything he was doing. Oh sure, and like the he approval the rating highest, was ridiculous. His, he had the highest approval rating ever of a president, of out of all of them. Yeah, he had the highest, and he and he still holds that record. He also holds the the least, but no, <laughs> right. but but he he still when you look at a statistic sheet, he had the highest right. approval rating of all right. time. Um, so so you're right, but but there was that sense in the culture about who do we trust. Um, they also talked about that in Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. I think that was also See, a I statement. I absolutely think Secret Invasion was... Because after you started getting um, that that particular bombing, things started getting worldwide. Yes. Where they were very much attacking anybody that was an ally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the people... And, and you're right. After 9-11, we had such you know solidarity, and we felt so good about our government and our troops and our police and our firemen. Mm-hmm. But then reality started to set in, and we Correct. go, hey... Oh, wait a minute. Maybe- go- governments sometimes overstep their bounds. Sometimes Are we jumping too well, then quickly. You, you, you yes. come out with the conspiracy theorist people who are like, "Well, I think your government planned it and melted sure. it, and sure. whatever." Yeah, yeah. But 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 we're civil, just talking society wise. Yeah, yeah. Right? But civil war. Uh, but yeah, bleeding into civil time, war. It hit hard because of that. Yeah, and 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 it, I think that 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 subconsciously that's another big reason why it was such a huge hit. It's who's Agreed. the heroes? Who's who, the villains? Who do you? Yeah, and who's right? Right. They both Who, have a good right. point. When the right. government comes out and says, we need to monitor your ca- calls to make sure that there's not a terrorist talking. Well, and, and at the time, they were all like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Keep yeah. us safe. Yeah, exactly. And now, looking back on it, is it really no. a good idea? I personally don't ever, see, never see, thought it was a good idea. Right. Sure, but. sure. <laughs> but, but, but that's the thing is that the government comes out and says, we need to make sure that uh, terrorists aren't talking in Oklahoma or whatever between their friends that none of us know about. Mm-hmm. We need to listen to those phone calls. Okay, that's Tony Stark. We need to yeah. make sure that everyone knows what's going we need on. To be preemptive about what's going on. Then there's Captain America, who so says violation, we need, Big Brother. Well, the, yeah, you can't do that. We need to figure years. out other ways to police. We need to make sure that there are ways to do it that don't. You know, and that's like the subtext of that book. Well, I love the fact that the, the one part I liked a lot about the movie was when Captain America says governments change. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I can't support. Agenda. You know, an agenda. They, they have an basically. agenda. Yeah. Because they always have an agenda. Yes. Yes. And uh, and so so I mean I wanted to just bring up I think that was a huge part. But then yeah. slowly as we start to get into the you start getting more comfortable. You start yeah. it, as as history makes something like that tragedy fade. Lots as they go. So, yeah. <laughs> but like I mean, how many people would seriously have Titanic on their mind in this day and age if it wasn't for that movie with. Uh, DiCaprio, DiCaprio. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, yeah, no, because that that happened uh, a very long time ago now. Seven, <laughs> yeah. So Almost you know, it's, it's it's not exactly like. Oh god. Well, no. When the I'm talking about when <laughs> the original ship the ship oh, sank. Oh, oh, yeah, 1912. Yeah, yeah when it actually originally was... happened, people don't talk about that on an everyday basis. No, they do not. We're at a point now where people are starting to not talk about 9/11 until it rolls around to to the 9/11. Yeah, but yeah, we yeah. can bring up the Titanic again when the Cubs win. Serious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is Game Seven tonight, and I'm a Rockies fan, but I want the Cubs to get their curse over with, so I'm going for the Cubs tonight. So go Cubs. But anyway, uh, um, that was very things. political. Of you. Yes, I know. I know. All Thank of these you. atrocities that we just spoke of, the don't don't matter if the Cubs win. <laughs> the Cubs, go, go Cubs. Wow, man! <laughs> but but yeah, so so we start getting into 
today and and like well, Sean they, says, the last they, couple years. The agenda start to break down from a solidarity to not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying this in a negative way. Yeah, but you're looking yeah. for what? What about me? Right. What can this do for me? What can this do for my sure. my place in society and my Correct. cause? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of being so- solidarity, you're looking at all the little bunch of little pictures. Well, not a there's, big picture. There's a, yeah. I would challenge. I would challenge Ouch. that thought as well in uh, kind of a recognition. Uh, a representation of like how different each one of us are. The three sure. of us sitting here are incredibly different. Yes. And for for decades we've been seen as general male, you know. Yeah, yeah. And this expansion into you know the tw- now we're gonna be you know twenty twenties and things like yes. this seems to really like peel that apart and we're, and that's happening in comics is they're just tearing apart well, the yeah. general like here's superhero A and here's yes. superhero B and and Marvel's been doing it a lot with Oh yeah, absolutely. Miss Marvel and you know Well, so I so I think that going back to pop to the culture when and I will give credit where it's due. When Marvel brought out Iron Man and when Marvel started the 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 train rolling on the the huge accessibility to the average person with the superheroes mm-hmm. more women more men more um ethnicities, uh, ethnicities religions the religion started to go hey i'd like this and then of course you have your walking dead shows your arrows your flashes your you know i mean it's a general pop culture yeah, thing how many how many that. people came into the store when obama was on the cover of spider-man uh tons there's so many people I we couldn't, never would have even we, been expected we couldn't, to walk through. We couldn't even store. like grab our regular comics. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, it was in between the time of the old store going out of business and starting of this one. Uh, we were going and buying some comics. We went in one day, and it was packed. It was packed. The entire store we actually was went packed. Up to time warp. We went up to Time Warp. And I, where, you couldn't barely get in. You couldn't get in, and we're like, hey, and everyone's like, what's going on? And Wayne up there told us. Oh, Obama's on the cover of the Spider-Man, and we're like, none. We're like, we just want to buy our books and leave. Right, which, but, is, which is another statement about. I actually, think we actually ended up leaving that day because it was too packed in the store. Well, we may have. Think yeah. about this identification thing that we're talking about. We have our first black president, yes. and all of a sudden we're concerned about like where are our ethnicity superheroes? Well, yeah, and the, and the, I was gonna say is that is that when when you bring in more people. When it's not just oh you're just weird geeks that like this stuff. Correct. When it's when it's when it's uh, women of all sizes, ages, yeah. colors, everything, uh, men. Sexual uh, orientation. Absolutely. Yeah. When they start getting into this, they go, "Hey, I like Batman. I like Superman. I like Wonder Woman, but where's the character that I can identify with?" Uh-huh. And so that was well, very I, vocal I, over many years. And I do agree that a lot of. I mean, there's the the original base of there's comics. the ideology of hey, why don't you just go create create your own? It's very yeah. hard to break into this medium. Yes, it's not a huge, it's not a huge medium. It's not a giant no, sandbox. No, it isn't. It's a relatively speaking for all entertainment purposes. It's actually a pretty small sandbox. It's pretty yeah. so it's pretty hard to get people to change their mind on things. Mm-hmm. Yes, and with the introduction of new characters new well, maybe not even new characters maybe um, like the changing of characters being addressed um, sure it's it's it makes it easier to recognize that now Iron Man is going to be 
She's 15 year old. Riri is 15. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Black woman. Black girl, yeah. yeah. Or black teenager, I guess. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's easier to take somebody like that, which I, I mean, I could see that change happening because if you get somebody who's pretty wicked smart sure. and they're able to fill out the suit and do Absolutely. the role. Hey, cool. Yes. I get that. The, like I said, <coughs> we talked about it on that one episode. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about this hours ago with a customer. We do this was all that, time. Was that, was that, and, you know, it, this is a whole podcast well, it in itself. Create, but, it, yeah, it helps create a, a but, diverse... But, yeah, adversity is not... Landscape is in comic. Adversity in comic books, uh, you, you know, the, the, different, the different characters is not a bad thing. My point isn't about which one's bad or wrong, okay? Because yeah. we've discussed that part. What yeah. I'm saying is that this push comes from our social stance yes. Yes, as it does. a community. Yes, where we are right now, yes. Yes, yes right now it is, it is way more acceptable. Whether they're doing it right or wrong... Yes. The way that it's coming out... how you feel about out, their taking right. and yeah, yeah, yeah. morphing your, no, but your you, heroes you've read in, for many years into something you don't want to read... It's just it's how just what it's, it's that's what's how going pop on. culture is pushing. No, this you're right. Direction. Pop culture, pop culture has turned into not just. It's not just. For a long time, it was accepting of different things other than you. Now it is celebrating. It is talking about mm-hmm. other things than you. So, um, you know, which is the which amount is, of different types change. of people that come into a comic book store now sure, than, than it was in the store. '90s. It is it is vastly different. Really, but yeah, when, yeah. like when we opened the store, we heavily promoted. We wanted we wanted everybody. We want to yes. we want to talk to you. Yep. What do you want to read? We want That's to get we you do a podcast. Yeah, we, we want you to just well, we no. I yeah, I want to know what you want to read, and I want to know why you want to read it. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if I don't agree with whatever it is you want to read, like sure. I'm not a big fan of Crossed. There's yeah. people that like to read it. Yeah, awesome, dude. Yep. enjoy your book. Do what you want. Absolutely yeah, enjoy your book. Yep. But it, that's something we've pushed very much so, and I think our customer base is a really good example of yeah, kind huge. of how it's going socially right now, because mm-hmm. our customer base is extremely diverse. There isn't. There's not. I would. I couldn't place them at all. It's just so vast. Well, like so you unique. said, it, like in the in the early '90s, it was a mostly a white male. Watch a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was very much a white male that between the, the ages of about eighteen to about thirty-five. That's about it. Yeah, and that's that was the comic collector back in the day. Mm-hmm. That's and then you'd have the occasional girl show up, and they everybody would unfortunately treat her. You know, yeah, it still happens shit. to this day. <laughs> it still definitely but, happens to this day. So it's it's not less than, than it was in no. the in the early nineties. The early nineties no, no, yeah. were, were definitely no, no, bad. Uh, um eighties, unheard of. It, it, completely. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. They were like serious unicorns. Oh yeah. No no you're, you're right. It's it's uh it's one of those things where uh, I've I've been a fan of the Walking Dead comic book ever since Sean introduced it to me. Uh what I've never been the hugest fan of the show. Mm-hmm. But I every day somebody wants to talk to me about that Walking Dead TV show yeah. from all walks of life. Yeah. Some girl comes up. Did you watch Walking Dead last night? No, you know. <laughs> but I mean, so I mean, yeah, it's so diverse. How many things I, how many times we talk to people? I mean, when you go out to see a movie, mm-hmm. one of the movies, Doctor Strange that that hits this week, uh-huh. you just see you you're gonna go wow, you yeah. know. Um, my aunt. My aunt, who mostly likes to watch British TV shows like Downton Abbey, right, is gonna go see Doctor Strange. Absolutely, she will. So, uh, so yeah, no, the, the, you're right. The, the diversity is is huge um, right now, and that's that's kind of where we are. Like you said, socially, it's it's. Well, we have a we have a decent amount of like same sex couples that shop here. Sure. Um, oh yeah, tons. Uh, we tons actually. We yeah. we have all different ethnicities that all shop di- here. Yes, we do very much. We so. have. Oh yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's it's totally across the board, um, and it's really interesting. And there's there's definitely comic books created, 
or being made for. You Absolutely. Know, all of these types. But you know what I've noticed, though? I've noticed that a lot of the comic books that are geared towards a certain group, another group reads them. Did you know what I'm talking about? Like, I've noticed uh, that... No, you're being very vague, honestly. Okay, so... Like lumberjanes or what? No, no, I'm talking about... No, sometimes... <clears throat> If, if it's a lesbian couple that come in here, mm-hmm. they don't read anything that has to do with anything lesbian. No. They read Conan. They read, like, Saga. Yeah. Well, and I, but I think that these are those yeah, archetype comics are what allow... It's recognition of yes. these, you know, this type of person exists. Yes. Just because we've had this little boy yes. club forever. Yes. Uh, now, now it slaps us in the face, which makes it acceptable for anyone for anybody. to come yeah, in yeah, here yeah. and Absolutely. pick whatever the hell they want. Sure. Absolutely. It's, and it's great. You know? it, is, it is great. Yes. I re- we both love Detective Comics. Absolutely. Written by a bi- a bi- writer. Writer, yeah. Yep. Openly by. And the, and the main um, character, well, the one of yes. the main so, characters. Oh, you could say main character, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Batwoman. We all freaking love Batwoman. Yeah, Batwoman. Absolutely yeah. love yeah. Bat- Batwoman. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah she's, she's actually my favorite Bat character. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's fantastic. She launched in, you know, she has great. to battle 75 plus years of characters and she's very up there with yeah, me. Yeah, I agree with you. Totally, totally agree. So, but yeah, you're right. It's, you know, it's, we take, so we take that into and we're moving now into a whole new era. Yes. And it's just, I, I wanted to talk about this because it's just my passion for comics doesn't come from just these fairy tale stories. It's yeah. also every single time I pick up a Batman comic, I hold in my hand a, a well, transcript from yeah. 1930 something. Yeah, well, that's, all the way up. And I get you. I'm there with you. Whenever I pick up comics, uh, I feel like I'm reading history because I know that. I'm going, this is the newest Superman issue out of 75 years of Superman. And that's pretty cool. If, if everything goes correctly. But it's also cool to go back and read about all these political, oh, yeah. social things Just that have amazing. been happening. Absolutely. Because well, and, and you can kind of see at the time where evolution. it mirrored it. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing is that comics have always had to evolve <clears throat> through society. Evolve and adapt yeah. to what yeah. the yeah. social norms are, what the social changes are. Originally, Superman was anti-government, mm-hmm. anti-authority. Right. And he was for the little people. Hey, cops, you stop hustling these right. these downtrodden people. Government, stop trying to do taxes and all this kind of like stuff. But now he has turned more into an authority figure because that's how the times... I was going to say, just looking at Superman alone, you can go anti-government. Yes. Government poster boy. Yeah. New 52, anti-government again. Yep, yep. Government... Yeah. Uh, you know, government can be okay sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Moving into like yes. just him alone yep. can take you into this crazy scale of growth yep. and adaptation to the character and his needs. And yeah. that will happen for the end of time. And if mm-hmm. and if things work out the way they're supposed to, or the way I want them to work out, some you know kid in thirty twelve yes. is going to be holding one of my comics yep. that stayed long past my time. Yep. And he's just gonna have the same comic I had in my hand, read it and go, Well Scott Snyder is a good Batman. Scott writer. Snyder was alright. I like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And yeah. and then capture that kind of history and that kind of breath yeah. and that kind of storytelling for all time. No, I agree. So I agree. so how does it make you guys feel when you get something like the Catwoman comic that we have currently today and the Faith comic that do- actually touches on the political landscape because I mean it is very obvious that yes. faith, faith is, is very supportive of Hillary Clinton, of Hillary yes. Clinton. very yeah. very much so, so 
So I mean, she's I in the know. story. I, I kind of flipped through it. I didn't get to read the whole thing, but I kind yeah, of yeah, flipped through it. Yeah. And she takes a selfie with Faith. Right. It's mostly it's so, so <laughs> Faith, it's mostly so about. I did read it, and it's mostly about understanding the power of your vote and, right. and making yeah. sure that that's. I did get the so voting part was very so. I will angry. say that I'm happy that Hillary Clinton's actually in the book. <clears throat> right. Because in the past they've done the, hey look who's who's on this cover. Hey listen. And they're not in there, and they don't talk about it at all. Right. So, what, were the, what were the ones that Blue Water did? The female. Well, I mean, heroes they did or forces the way they had Hillary. Fem force. It was no, they, it wasn't fem force. Yeah, it was, I, I can't remember what they about. called it, but it was they, like each one was one was Michelle Obama, one yes. was yes. Hillary Clinton, one was Sarah Palin. Do you remember, Palin, the, do you remember was, the spawn <laughs> issues? One was Obama, mm-hmm. and one was I think McCain. Yep, and. Um, you're supposed to vote with who right. you bought the cover of yes. is is a little strange, but um, so so it it's it's a hard it's a hard thing when you bring up how do I feel about stuff like and now we're just getting into personal stuff here. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, what, what does it think? Is this something? Because there's definitely we had somebody that requested faith yeah. months ago when they first heard about it because it had Hillary Clinton because it had Hillary Clinton. Yeah. it's the same uh, for me. It's the same thing like. We talk about political shift. We we talk about um, you know cultural adaptation. When you talk about these, there's also one other iota that we that comes out with the way we converse about it. But it's money. Okay, yeah. this is maybe our first woman president. Sure. Yeah. And and valiant. We could tell. Yeah, and valiant. I said <clears throat> you know, but valiant. Yep capitalizes on that even if it's not going to be true sure so there's one aspect to it sure the second aspect is it's a communication on politics and maybe allowing maybe a geek or something that doesn't normally follow that kind of stuff to be like hey maybe it is important that i understand this and pushes them to a direction of voting well but in a way you see where the creators stand with something like this granted it is but it but in my in my defense or in their defense what i feel like is that uh, just like Seduction of the Innocent or something like that, where th- any propaganda like war bonds, I think it takes an entire nation of um, social push to make something like, oh, I should be doing this. I don't think that a faith comic is going to push. Well, do you remember in the, I think it was the early 90s, they did Rock the Vote? Yes. <laughs> did you remember? Do you ever hear about this? Yes, I have. Yes. Okay, so it was very much a, a rock star. I think it was MTV rock yeah, star efforts. Yeah. Go vote is basically what it was. It was, was your that, vote counts. I think that was mid They made posters yeah. and it was very well, much David, rock David the vote. Didn't David Bowie do a poster? Yeah. That's, that's, there's yeah. a ton of artists that were involved yeah, yeah, in it and they all right. wanted you to get out and they wanted you to, to you mm-hmm. know, sign up, actually vote mm-hmm. and they had the hugest turnout for, for younger kids that were around 18 because sure. notoriously people that are 18, that just turning 18, if you're just turning 18 now and you're, you can register to vote, a lot of them won't do it. Yeah. They just won't do it. Yeah, yeah. So it, that was a huge push to get. You know, you know, you know you're 18 right now, knowing that the registration ended October 30th, and you're just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, and how much is it? Can you do that with social media or sure. with with pop culture, mm-hmm. where yeah, you yeah, get yeah. people to, in essence, rock the vote? Right. No, I get what you're saying. Or pay attention to whatever social changes. I don't think are it hurts to try. No, I don't think it hurts to try. Um, 
So when it comes, it does to, give it a. It gives whatever the agenda is or whatever the change that want somebody wants to make. It gives it a focus. It gives yeah. it a. It, you, you might not have paid attention to it before, and you'll see it and you'll think about it, like you said, and go, well, maybe I should pay attention right. to this. Maybe I should look into this and see what this is. Yeah. That would be the the best case scenario. Like it's hard because when I think about comics and just in general, especially when we talk about political stance and where they want to be, I don't want I don't want the just because I'm under a, a license that I can't speak my mind. If these, you know, Jody Jody Hauser and Louis Simonson, they want Hillary Clinton to be president. I have no problem with them saying I would rather this happen. Yeah. Um, what I don't want though is that push to drive someone who didn't want Hillary to be president to be well, yeah, to make her vote, and, and which I don't think could happen. Well, see, and, and that's that's where I was going to come with with my my feelings about this stuff is that. Um, no matter what what the agenda is or whatever thing that you want to talk about, and this is a personal thing, because there are tons of people out there that absolutely, absolutely love it when they do um, whatever it is in comic books. Here's a new character who's blank. Here's a new character that talks about blank, this, right, right. this issue, whatever. Um, and, you know, so this is just a me thing. But I think that it's more impactful and I think that it is more artistic when people bring it up in the story like like the drug issues of Spider-Man when part of the story is the drugs and how bad drugs are but the main focus of those stories is not drugs are bad kids stay off drugs huh. and I think that and this is me is that that's I think that's more impactful because if you don't agree with the like you said if you don't agree with the subject matter if you don't agree with the personal stance of this that's that's fine mm-hmm. um, but you know they sh- but I think that you, you shouldn't read a Batman comic and if you're a conservative and they say oh you know you got to be liberal that should not be in your face the entire well, time or vice versa and sometimes sadly they do that in comics nowadays oh, yeah. which which I find which I find um, no matter what it is for whoever group that the opposite they're gonna feel left out because they go I can't even read blank without this. You know, and, and, and I wish that they would do that a little bit more because I think that Batwoman is a great example. She did it great because she did it through the story. Right. Not every issue and the point... Her and Renee Montoya was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they were superheroes and throughout the story you found out about their relationship and who she was as a character. And I don't... And, and, and I think she's a fantastic character. But I will say this and I'm going to try to close it down because we could talk about this for the next three days yes but i would say that the reason that matters to us and i think that that i i confidently say this for everybody especially here is that what i think always will be the most important is the story yes that's why we're here yes so if you if you sacrifice the story to make the point yes but the point isn't you know uh i don't know uh passionate enough to create its own story yes then it it will fall. It yes. will fail. Yes. It won't hit me anyway. Yes. And so... And, and I think that if you really care about the subject and you really care about the thing, if you have if you have a, a thing that you really want to say, I think that heavy-handed making the point loses 
I, I think that it's not going to be as impactful. Unless the comic is for that. I.e., well, uh, the, yeah. the Spider-Man comic works. Sure. But then the more poignant story of Civil War works yes. and carries that story within yes. the Marvel it, universe. Yes, exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Those I mean, are the two yes, examples. There's the two examples. You know? Yeah. If no, you no, you're find, right. If you take the Spider-Man issue and you put it in continuity, it fails. Yes. It falls on its face. Yes, exactly. Because you do have Doctor Doom that does way worse things. Yes. But if you take it outside and put it in the real world, make that point, yes. go fantasy really feels like that's painful. Yes. It changes the dynamic and Absolutely. really really drives what you're trying to say correctly. Yes. If you if you do it in continuity and you talk about yes. what is government, what's good and what's bad and you create civil war, you build that story within continuity, which yes. makes sense. Yes. It brings us re- relatability to the characters and their environment, brings us right back into the Marvel world and now yep. we want to know what happens next with Iron Man and Captain Yes, America. exactly. Exactly. That's yeah, that's a great way to that's a great way to show it because because you're right. And nowadays people do put that Spider-Man comic in the middle of a run and you go whoa why why (laughs) is blank doing this now because that wasn't what last issue was about well we want to make a point about the election about this political thing about this well okay but yeah but I think it's hard for a lot of creators to actually pull together and do that given time frames and time constraints well and that's that's and what editorial actually let them do yes you have to have time to but that again is are they doing it right or wrong yes so if you made it this far with all of our political discussion yes. and you didn't make it rage, so, even, though, even though I know we kind of wandered a little bit. A little no, bit. it's <laughs> fine. No, I think it's, but I think it's good because, like I said, um, there may be somebody out there that has never thought about Civil yeah. War as being, uh, right. you know, so it'll be fine. I will say that we're going to get off our soapbox for the next one and we're yes. all just going to talk about Marvel movies. We're going to talk about Marvel movies. Uh, we're so, talk about Marvel movies with you? Yes. Yeah. So, uh. so, so next week, <laughs> next week we're going to be... What's your uh, middle name? My middle name is Lee. <laughs> there you go. Um, there you go. I think you're lying to me. I'm not. Lying. Okay. He's not I don't think he's lying. Um, so next week we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're going to give a spoiler-free review uh, of Doctor Strange. How we I all have to felt go watch about this it. Movie? Yes. Aww. You have to go see Doctor Strange. And then we are going to. Um, we're also going to discuss, maybe argue a little bit, maybe, or maybe we'll all be in agreement. Maybe about our uh, top. Uh, Marvel movies. We want yes. to talk about our favorite Marvel movies. I thought you guys already talked about this. No. No, no we talked about our top, top movie? movies, and we actually actually Made skipped it. all the Marvel movies. Yes, yeah, so we, we were all... We didn't anything about that. Yeah. So we there were three, three people, and there were three DC movies. Oh, it's because I wasn't here for that. Yes. 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 Yeah. No, but but we're going to talk about our Marvel movies. So how how do you... how do you feel, What are the crumble diddle crumb, the top three of the Marvel movies for you? Right. So we're going to be talking about that. Uh, so it's going to be Marvel. <laughs> so it's going to be an all Marvel uh, kind of episode, I think. Yeah. So uh, Excelsior. <laughs> That's right. Oh my God, you're a dork. Thank you. Uh, Get your political agenda away from me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want to be Stanley. Excelsior. Until then, thanks, guys. Yep. We'll Appreciate see you next week. There you go. All right, bye. Strong enough. So whatever it is you pumping on, I got you thinking that you Superman. I got the kryptonite. I smack you with my dick in the mic. Characters, not even good actors. What's gonna be the outcome? That's out of all the factors. You whack and twisted. Your girls are whoa. You broke. The kid ain't yours, and everybody knows. Your old man say you stupid. You be like, so I love my baby mother. I never let her go. I'm tired of weak. Running over. That's don't belong to them. Strong with them. I'm a real like my man's in them Who get it all with the strength for the hands with them Man, y'all gon' make me lose my mind